0: this is the last tense that we're going to be getting and the last tense really that occurs with anything like regularity and it is the pluperfect or pluperfect comes from the latin plus quam perfectum I know you are happy with that and that means more than perfected pluperfect yes like you pluperfect is the same as past perfect. It's the same concept. PLU perfect is the same as past perfect. All right. Now, how do you make the PLU perfect? Let's take a look, and we'll go first like I always do. We go to the middle passive forms first, then go to the active. Let's do that again. All right. Here is the perfect Lelimai Leli lelitai. Leli. Note the return of Psi. See, you did miss this when you were gone. All right. Leli Metha Leli and Lelintai. Alright, that's the perfect. Now, bits, let's do a little supposing. The pluperfect perfect is the past time version of this state. And we'll talk about that a little bit more, but I want to get onto the morphology here that we had time for this. Alright. What do you think we'll do? Alright, there's the first thing. We will augment it because it's taking that state into the past what else will we do put secondary endings on on, which are the standard main Bobby (whistles) saw Say no contraction return a saw ta, metha, stha, and unta let it be known at 1025, we had the sneeze today. All right. That is essentially your forms for the pluperfect. What did I do? Augmented it, put secondary endings on. All right. Now. What about all that mumbo-jumbo we went through with the consonants and all that? Well, all that is exactly the same, and don't forget, if you take a look at my, sai, tai, methosthe, and untai, that you actually have the same consonant here. So all that stuff with gutturals, labials, and dentals, it's all identical, nothing changes. Now, what do you suppose happens here, Bits? If we've got something like a consonantal stem, and let's take proso. So let's do this form here for the third plural. menoi, isin. That was, they are accomplished or made or done or something like that. Yeah, maybe we'll use let's let's use one that's a little easier meaning wise. Let's say persecuted. De, de I Sin. So they are in a persecuted condition. Now if we wanted to do this in the past, what do you think we would do? okay uh... no that's it you make the to be verb past was were persecuted so you don't do anything at all to this that's still the participle persecuted you just have were persecuted not are Persecuted exactly so. Way to go, Rob. That's good. So, so that's simple enough. I sin goes to asin, estin goes to ain, and the participle stays the way it is. Now, this allows me to talk about the meaning. The meaning of the perfect, pluperfect. Sorry, is essentially this. It is a state following upon a past activity, but the state is now in the past and may possibly no longer be the case. I'm going to give you an example from real life. Have any of you heard of, in London, the Crystal Palace? Anybody ever hear of this? Crystal Palace, very good. (laughs) Someone from the empire, yes? all right. The Crystal Palace was a great exposition hall in southern uh, London that um, was quite spectacular and was destroyed in, I think, the 1880s by a fire. And they said that when this fire took place and the whole thing came crashing down, you could hear this for like 10 miles because it was glass and wooden frame all coming down and crashing together. Now, here's my analysis. The Crystal Palace could burn and come down, could be destroyed by fire, because it was constructed of wood and glass, was Constructed, not meaning had been constructed, meaning it was in a constructed condition back then in 1885. Now it's no longer there. Another example. I, last week, had to take the car into Mako to have a refinished job done. You know why? the whole left side was scratched. It was scratched when I took it in. See, that doesn't mean it was being scratched. And I'm not saying it had been scratched. I'm saying it was in a scratched condition when I took it in. Here's another example. I've used the example of my watch. It's getting frustrating. It stops and starts and so on. Well, I finally took it in. I had to fix it because it was broken. Was broken. And now it's running okay. And that's not true, but it's an example. Uh, So what we are talking about is a past activity that had enduring results, but the enduring results were in the past. Now, as you can imagine, this is not said very much. Just like my example, the Crystal Palace, where I took my car in because the door was scratched and stuff like that. But I'm giving I have to give this to you for two reasons. Number one, it completes the paradigms. And number two, the perfect and pluperfect are used quite frequently. As the equivalent of present and imperfect in certain very common verbs the two most common being oida I know which is the equivalent of gnosko and history to stand so as much as for anything for those two verbs you got to know perfect and pluperfect because those verbs use perfect and pluperfect and kind of understand them as if they were present and imperfect. So let me repeat myself here. The pluperfect is about a past activity that's done and whose results as static result, aftermath, remained in the past, but which aftermath may not still be the case. Could be, maybe it isn't. Oh, the two verbs. One will come up in this chapter, oida, and the other is uh, histemi, which uses its fourth principal part hesteka, as a uh, perfect, as the equivalent of the present tense. And this what, you can see the alpha here for like the perfect active. Now, let me talk about the actives now. Of the pluperfect, and I'm going to uh, uh, Leo once again. Here's what happens in the pluperfect active augment. If this were a perfect world, this is what you'd have. Elelicon. You would have that alpha connecting vowel, and you'd have a secondary ending. In fact, you get the secondary ending, but they use this odd diphthong in the connecting vowel position. I will explain this here in just a second, but that is one thing that you're going to have to uh, come to terms with. And notice, for the third plural, we have the old san ending. The old san, third plural ending, like eluthesan, san. Or, in the verb to be, a san. Now, let me draw the lines here. Whoops. Okay. Now I'm going to do a little erasing here. This, these are the forms right here. In classical Greek, these were not the forms. In classical Greek, that connecting vowel situation was different. This is what it was. Elikate, Elikasan. Now, I think what happened here is by the time of Christ, eta and epsilon yoda were pronounced identically as E. So that would have been pronounced Elichin. So it would have been easy enough for this iticistic thing to go on here. Iticism is where you have several constructions that are pronounced the same, Uh, for that to go on. So those other forms would have been more classical forms. These would be the forms that are the Hellenistic or Koine forms. Now, one thing that you will also see, which I hasten to add for uh, Newt and especially for Danny, this next thing I'm going to tell you is not on the test. All right? But you should know it because it will actually show up quite a lot in the New Testament. And that is, because there are the secondary endings on there, they did actually often do this without the augment. Now I don't know why they did that, that seems kind of odd, because the augment is such an obvious thing. But you will see the forms looking like this in the New Testament now, Now that's clearly a secondary set of endings, especially with san and so on like that. Uh, But for the purposes of testing, we will put the uh, epsilon on there always for for the forms. if you've got a strong verb, let's take a strong verb like uh, uh, keklofa, keklofa, where you have a fee there. Well, now you do it just with the fee. So you would have it like this. E keklofine, e ke, whoops, I got a lambda missing here. like this. So it would go like that. Uh, you just don't have the kappa in its place, you've got that phi at the end of the stem. Yeah.